back in Japan. The priest is shaking. He's nervous. He says, Angela, your husband, he's in the hospital, but he's okay. Your daughter, Angela, she's in the hospital, but she's okay. Your daughter, Angelina, she's in the hospital, but she's okay. But your two eight-year-old sons, Maurice and Roger, they didn't make it. And instantly, as if no one else was in that room but God and me. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free Parenting Toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside. Hello, hello, Blissful Parents, Michelle Abraham, your house here today. And guys, I've got a special treat for you. I have a and a wonderful woman who is a beaming light of sunshine. Every time I see her, her smile lights up the room. Angela Alexander, how are you today? <laughs> I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. I'm very happy to have you here with us today. I know you've got an incredible story and so much love and so much inspiration for our parents today. So let me tell you guys a little bit more about Angela. She's going to share a lot more with you, but I'm just going to say, this woman is amazing. She is an international speaker, an author, a co-producer of a documentary film called Miracles in Action. And um, all this stemmed from a story uh, that she's going to share with you as well. And today we're going to talk about grieving parents and also the siblings left behind. So how we can support them. So Angela, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would love for us to just jump off if you can share your story with our audience. And I've heard it a few times and each time I hear it, I have chills and goosebumps. So I know you can do a much better job and didn't want to say it in the introduction because you can share it much more eloquently than I can. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it all started April 1st, 2000. While I was in Japan on military duty, I was, walk I was working with a group of people. And Lieutenant Mavechi came up to me and says, Alexander, I need to speak with you. Now, Michelle, this was April Fool's weekend, so I didn't want to be the joke of the day. And so we just start walking and talking about nothing. And we end up at the door of the small office, and inside was a man who was introduced as a priest and another lady from my unit. And the priest began nervously shaking, holding this paperwork from the Red Cross. And he says, Angela, your family has been in a car accident. And from the looks on their faces, I just knew this was no April Fool's joke. Mm -hmm. The day before, 
my husband and four children were driving down the highway in California and a car cut them off. Our truck hit the center divider and the point impact, they were all knocked unconscious. And then our truck went backwards across that highway and fell 25 feet below and landed upside down on top of two other parked vehicles with people inside those cars. Praise God our car fell on their engine and not the roof. So those people were extremely shaken up, but they were okay. And when the police, firefighter, ambulance with the jaws of life all came to the site, they saw a father and four children. And they ran into my daughter, Angela, who was 11 years old at the time. She was in and out of consciousness. And they said, where's your mother? Where's your mother? Well, she looked at the officer all day and said, my mother's in Japan. Well, the officer just thought she hit her head way too hard and was delirious, did not believe a single word she said. So they retrieved my address from my husband's driver's license and came to my home. Now, most people think that me being on the other side of the world was the worst place possible. But you know what? I needed to be that far away in order to hear God's voice. Because if I was home, I would have run somewhere. But in Japan, I had no choice but to be still and know that God is still God. And whenever and wherever there's a crisis, Christ is. Back in Japan, he's shaking. The priest is shaking. He's never, he says, Angela, your husband, he's in the hospital, but he's okay. Your daughter, Angela, she's in the hospital, but she's okay. Your daughter, Angelina, she's in the hospital, but she's okay. But your two eight-year-old sons, Maurice and Roger, they didn't make it. And instantly, as if no one else was in that room but God and me, I recall a prayer my children said before going to bed. They said, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And I don't know. Michelle, maybe because I need to hear from my son so badly, I felt right here in my heart as if I heard them say, no, mommy, that priest is wrong. We prayed the Lord our soul to take. We did make it. We're here with Jesus. And I'm telling you, God was sending me so much love and so much peace. There was no room for pain. And the people in the room are watching and waiting for my world to turn upside down. But instead, they witnessed my world still in alignment with God. The next day, I was on a 10-hour plus plane ride from Japan to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of my storm, I first thank God that my whole family hadn't passed away. I thank God that although Maurice and Roger passed instantly, absent from the body, is present with the Lord. And I praise God that they weren't hooked up to a life support machine, suffering, waiting for me to come home only then to praise, only then to pass away. So I praise God for the little things because when you do, he has a supernatural way of multiplying and magnifying your small praise into huge blessings. And in about an hour into that flight, I almost sat straight up in my seat when I remembered this letter Maurice had written about a month before the car crash. Maurice was in the third grade. He had a math test school. He finished early. And... He had received his A, 
and he had to be quiet while his classmates completed their test. And in this quiet time, he wrote this letter. Now, he had never written us a letter before, so this is not one of many or any. And he ran in the house of school that afternoon. He shouted, Mommy, Mommy, Daddy, Daddy, I wrote your letter. I wrote your letter. I said, what do you mean, little boy? What do you mean you wrote us a letter? Where are you going? And he says, nowhere, Mommy. I just love you. I looked at my husband. I said, baby, uh, you need to get the checkbook because whatever brother wants, <laughs> he can have too. And the three of us said, the foot of our bed, we read his letter aloud. And he wrote three pages, not only expressing that he loved us, but explaining why he loved us. Mm. And at the end of all three pages, he wrote the words, bye-bye. Not B-Y-E, B-Y-B-Y. And that's by and by, like we'll see each other again. And the Thursday before their double memorial service, I was standing in my kitchen. I was praying and I was crying and I prayed, dear God, thank you so much for Maurice's incredible goodbye letter. Mm. It's the reason I can stand here right now with my mind still intact. But I need to know that Roger's also at peace, amen? I need to know that he was also visited by the Holy Spirit. God, I need to know that you are in control of this hot mess. And God laid one word on my heart and he says, search. Have you ever get God to sign out? I said, what you talking about, God? Search for what? <laughs> and I searched my house for over three hours and I didn't find anything that gave me the peace I prayed, trusted, and believed for. But as only as God can create it, only as God can orchestrate it, that evening was open house in my children's elementary school. Now, my girls needed some normalcy. At this point in time, my husband, he was still in the hospital. My girls were home. They needed some normalcy in their life. Their friends on the block was going to open house. So I said, you know what? We're going to go as well. Left a house full of people. We went to Angela's and Angelina's fourth and fifth grade class. Their classmates wrote these hand condolences, love letters and poems. And then we went to Maurice's class. When I walked in, this hush came across the room because the parents didn't know what to say to me and I didn't know what to say to them. But the children just circled around me because they wanted to tell me how much they loved and already missed their friend Maurice. Somehow we made it out. We went to Roger's second grade class and she expressed her condolences. And then I asked like all the other parents, what did my son do for open house? Two weeks before the car crash, Mrs. Blassie had given all of her second graders all kind of arts and craft supplies and said, do something for open house. Your parents are coming with no other instructions. Well, God designed this opportunity and all their projects stapled to the wall. And there his letter was to me. And while I was writing, I could not believe it. While I was writing the memorial program, God told me, Angela, their letters were written to soothe your soul, but more important to share. Mm-hmm. And I was, and uh, Michelle, that's when the arguments began. I was like, oh no, God, I'm not an author. I'm not a speaker. I, I'm not all okay. of that. And I walked in disobedience for almost six months. And then I woke up and I said, I surrender all. And at that time, I had 15 years in the Air Force. I said, God, if you give me the strength to put my uniform back on, and stay in the military for another five years, I will retire and dedicate my life to sharing your amazing testimony. So God granted me that strength and I retired and I read my autobiography titled Miracles in Action, Turning Pain into Power and Grief into Peace. I have a workbook and this is the process of turning that grief into peace. My book has been, my story has been turned into a children's book. And let me just share with this, this children's book in, in this children's book, this is Maurice's letter where you can take it out of this envelope. Oh my gosh. Wow. And hold it in your hand. And these are his, these, these are his two pages that he wrote. 
Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Because so, you know, you have to be extra for children. And so you right. have to be active. So that's that's their left. And then right here is this is Robin. He cut out the shape of a house with closed doors and he opened it up. And here's wow. his family. Yes. And also I have an envelope in the back so a child can leave a letter to his parents or right. a can leave a child a letter just while yeah. it keeps it right there in that book. So this is really good. And my story has been turned into a documentary film. Wow. So it's amazing. And I'm looking to turn it into a movie. So any producers yeah. out there. I'm Absolutely. Just- yeah. <laughs> we, we have a few in our network, actually. I will connect you for sure. Wow. Those, your story is just so incredible. Um, your resilience and your strength and commitment to God is just uh, amazing. And, you know, every time I hear you share that story, I just... I can't believe you can share it the way you do too. <laughs> like, holy smokes. I just, oh gosh, my heart goes out to you. You know, when 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 I was going through that six months when God said, Angela, I want you to do this. And I was arguing. He wasn't hearing none of that. Just let me take that out. <laughs> and I just said, God, you know, when people see me, I don't, you know, you've seen people, you don't know what they've been through, but you know, they're going through something. Mm. I said, I don't want people to know that my son's past just because I walked in the room. I don't want to wear that cloth of death. I want them to see your grace on my face. The only way they know is somebody told them, they hear my testimony, but not just because of my presence. I want to represent you. I mean, I'm an ambassador for you. Mm-hmm. And so I gave you the grace to be able to share this. And also, Michelle, I share it through his eyes. Mm-hmm. If I share this testimony through my eyes, it'd be doom and gloom. Right. But if I share this through God's eyes and my sons are in heaven joyfully jamming with Jesus, they don't want to come back here. <laughs> They're waiting for me. Right. And so I have to share it through their eyes. And that gives us a whole new perspective. Right. Now, as a parent who's grieving, how do you also help support your two girls who also have lost their siblings while you are also healing? That's got to be such such a uh, hard thing to do both and be in that position it was so hard my daughter Angela I remember she wrote a poem and the poem and the first sentence tells it all the first sentence of the poem is why is the sky still blue Mm. her world was devastated Mm -hmm. she couldn't even understand how was how was everybody walking around like Everything is all right. Like everything was the same as today as it was yesterday. My brothers are gone. Mm. And she could not comprehend. And, and then she would be mad at me because God was telling me to share this amazing testimony. And I was sharing these wonderful goodbye letters that both of them left. And she didn't want to hear none of it because her heart was torn. To be, and mine was too. But... I could not, the testimony was, even though we were grieving, the testimony was still worthy to be told because it was miracles in action. Mm -hmm. And when she wrote that poem, Why Is the Sky Still Blue? (laughs) I put the poem in the book because it's so amazing. And that just, and, and, you know, faith comes by hearing. And she wanted me to join her pity party. Mm -hmm. (laughs) she She did. And she was mad at me because I would not. But you know what? Every day she would hear me share this testimony, hear this story, hear this story, share this testimony. And just by time, 
when I went out joined her pity party, she finally, I said, either you're going to have to get on the train or get run over because I'm not going to your pity party. And finally, she just, you know, I say time doesn't heal, but it takes time to heal. Mm-hmm. Because I know people who've been in misery for a long time. Right. Yeah. So just, I, I would say, you know, sometimes children are the forgotten grievers. Mm-hmm. That's what I would share. You know, c- constantly talk to your child. And what I would say about memorial service, allow your child to go to the memorial service. Right. Because later on in life, they're going to wonder, you know, what happened to Aunt Susie? What happened to, you know, you know, and they don't go through that process like you went through that process. Right. It, you know, and when they have questions answered, tell them the truth. Right. You know, on their age level, they are very resilient. Mm-hmm. Let them know what the disease or the illness was. Now, you don't have to get all graphic, you know, depending on how the person passed away, but give them enough that they, you know, we'd be satisfied with their answers. Mm-hmm. And when my children was ready to go back to school, that's when they went back to school. Right. Because you don't want to force them to go back too soon because they're going to. And even when my daughter went, the, I remember her teacher said, you know, she would just gaze out the window and she really wasn't there mentally or physically. I mean, she was there physically, but not mentally or, you know, just, and so you don't want to just force them because sometimes it comes out of anger and they can get, they can snap out of other, of the other classmates that, you know, they really didn't. So, right. And, and, and grief counseling, we went to, we went to a grief camp. Our whole family went to a grief camp. Mm, great idea. So, and so at grief camp, do they really help you guys as a whole unit to um, like, not just individually, but like all together? Like, how do you, oh, how do you talk about the boys? You, you know, yes. you, uh, what would you do as a family together to move we, on? Yeah. We had activities, we had pictures, we had, we had individual um, group sessions. We had, we had marriage group sessions for the couples because yeah. so many, so many parents, don't survive the death of a child, especially right. if they're pointing fingers at each other. Right. So mm-hmm. it all depends on the circumstances and the and the siblings. They all had, you know, sibling meetings. And then we all had group as we come together. Right. We had meals together. Mm-hmm. It was a great, it was a, a um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of um, grief camp. So it was really, really good all over for individual and the family as a unit. Yeah. What a healing experience. Mm-hmm. put some smiles on everyone's faces and do some healing together yeah yeah out in the wilderness it was, it was great it yeah. was great i've yeah. been watching um tyler i don't know if you've ever heard of tyler henry he's a psychic medium is very famous so i've been watching his netflix flex series about life after death and he's some of the readings he's done has been for parents who have lost um children and the one i was just watching recently this little girl passed at five and um she would have been 15 and so she was the family was talking about how she would have had her driver's license and talk about her all the time. And she was acknowledging that, you know, from, from the other side that she, she knows they talk about her all the time. And like, she sends symbols and she sends things that they can remember her and that she's totally fine. And I think that's the thing that he, that there was that show just kept saying over all the readings and stuff like they're fine on the other side. They're happy. They're, they, they feel great. They want you to be also happy too and I think yeah. that's also cool. Yeah. Children, children are resilient, you know, but they need your support. Yeah. They really do. And and I always say, you know, if if mom passed, let them know, you know, mom is not gonna make your meals anymore, but you are gonna eat. 
Mm. You know, because they might think, oh, mom's not here. I'm not going to eat, you know, because she always did this. And just let them know that your needs will be taken care of by somebody else. Oh, that's it's okay. Yeah. Yes. Because they might associate that with, you know, I don't have a place to stay. I'm not eating. I'm right. not, you know, everything that mom did mm. is no longer going to happen. Right. And so you let them know that it is going to happen by someone else who loves you. Yes. Yes. Um. Oh gosh, I'm just there's so many different questions or things I have to share to ask you, and I'm just not, I'm wondering where to go next. I'm wondering, um, you know, for the for the for your daughters, what what was the things that really helped them, you know, um, do some more healing? Obviously, grief camp was amazing. Um, you know, was there something? Were there some other things that you guys did as a family to to honor the boys that really helped them? Yes, you know what. What's important is not to have everything behind closed doors. Right. They saw me and my husband grieving. They saw us crying. They saw us, you know, talking about Maurice and Roger. But you know what, Michelle? They also saw us living. Right. They saw us going to parks. They saw us riding our bicycles. They we might be crying while we was riding. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we continue family vacations. Life didn't stop. Yeah. No, life did not stop. You know, and because. Their life has to go on. And, you know, it was so scary when my daughter started driving. I didn't want her, you know, and she was like, Mom, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And she knew that, you know, I didn't want her to, because her brothers died in a car accident. Right, yeah, absolutely. And so when she started driving, I had to really just. Probably very traumatic for you. <laughs> yeah. My gosh, yeah. Exactly. And that, and, and, that, and that, you know, because, you know, she was a great driver. Yeah. And, you know, it's because. Other people on the road, you know, my husband was doing everything correct. Right. Somebody hit us. Somebody yeah. hit us. Out of your control, yeah. Yes, but you know, just being out there puts you know, you're vulnerable. And so I had to really just let go, give it to God, pray, you know, and you know, make sure she went through driver's training, education, all that, you know. But just to make sure that um they see you living, not only grieving, but living. Mm-hmm. So they can implement that and do that on themselves. Yeah. Because, you know, they're going to do what you do. And if you're just crying and crying and crying all the time, they're going to they're going to they're going to inhabit that and have a miserable life. Yeah. And I say, you know, life is about choices. You can either search for your misery or you can search for your miracles. Mm-hmm. The choice is yours. So find something good in the midst of your storm mm-hmm. and focus on that, because what you focus on is what manifests. Right. That's such an important lesson that is funny. We were just having this conversation with my son the other day. I'm like, you know, that little dark cloud that you have over your head right now, because you're, you know, upset and mad about everything right now. I'm like, you know, you're bringing out to the universe more of that, right? He's like, yeah, what? I'm like, yeah. So, you know, bring more, bring more of what you want, not what you don't want. Exactly. He's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) The next day he was like, oh, yeah, I started doing that. I was helping. (laughs) Yeah. I always tell my children, you know, what you think about is what you bring about. So so think good things, because they cost just as much as bad thoughts. but you get so much benefit much more benefit if you concentrate search for the miracles instead of your misery right and um do you guys talk about the boys all the time and share with them like i'm sure like remembering memories and talking as a family about them really helps everyone too yes we do yes we do but it's also important not to have their room become a shrine right 
Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, we're not worshiping them. They are not gods, you know. You know, it's all, you know, there's a time and a place. And, you know, you know, we acknowledge the birthdays. You know, I don't buy presents for them or anything. But, you know, you know, because you can't go overboard. Right. To the point that um, sometimes I have to be careful because this is now my ministry. I have to make sure that my girls not just don't think that, oh, you're always talking about Maurice and Roger. Right. And they feel excluded or left out. So that's why I say, you know, you have to include, have to be inclusive. Mm -hmm. Um, Happenings, you know, so, so, so everybody, you don't, you know, and I know some people, they shut off the room and won't, don't want anybody, you know, want anybody, you can't go in that room. You can't touch that room. It's just, it's, it's just like it was the last time your son or daughter was there and it's closed off and it's been five years. And the, nothing has changed in that room. Right. It's kind of hard to move on, move on and carry on in life when you're still stuck there, right? Exactly. Right. It's still, yeah. and you're still stuck there. And life yeah. goes on. Unfortunately, you know, I'm not going to say unfortunately, but regardless, yeah. life goes on. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Angela, you're amazing. And I want to talk about the movie and the book for a second. Uh, yeah. So your book can find it in Amazon, online, everywhere. Yes. And on my website, especially my children's book is not on Amazon because it's almost like a pop-up book. Yeah. You can mass produce it. Right. So you have to go to my website at miraclesinaction.com. Great. And mm-hmm. your movie, where can we find that? Also, uh, miraclesinaction.com. Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah. That's go-to place. <laughs> it's the go-to place of Miracles in Action. Guys, yes. go check it out. And Angela, I know you have a free gift for our audience today. And that's to uh, go encourage them to go watch the movie because it's available on your on the website, right? Yes. Um well, it's on my. Is there a way I can send them the link if they if they request sure. it? Sure. Yeah, we can. You can. Uh, do you want to give you give us your email address if they want to uh, email you to send it to them? Yes, my my email address is miraclesinaction at yahoo.com. M i r a c l e s i n a c t i o n at yahoo.com. Awesome. Make sure you guys reach out, go support Angela and her mission that she's on miraclesinaction.com. Uh, just support her any way you can guys. And, and especially reach out if you have, uh, some grieving kids or you're grieving yourself, uh, really reach out and get some support. So I want to thank you, Angela, for joining us today and being such an amazing spirit in the world. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed myself. It's a tough testimony, but it's my testimony. Sure is. And if you weren't the one for the job, <laughs> you wouldn't be in this position. So <laughs> you're amazing. Thank you so much, Angela. All right, Blissful Parents, go out there and have a fabulous week. Take care. See you again next week. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free parenting toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops, as well as contributions from our podcast guests. 
These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside.